To listen ad-free and to get a shout-out on the show, you can now upgrade to Koala Shine Plus via the link in the show notes. But before we get started on today's episode, I've got a quick word from our friends and trusted sponsors who help make our free stories possible. Parents, if you've ever experienced bedtime battles with the kids, I'm going to let you into a little secret. The Koala Moon podcast has revolutionised over 20 million bedtimes, with parents like you calling it life-changing and the perfect nighttime routine. With original kids' bedtime stories and cosy sleep meditations, every episode has been specially designed to make bedtimes a dream. Listen to Koala Moon on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Koala Kids, and welcome back to Koala Shine. I'm Kelly, and I'll be reading you daytime stories and giving you facts and ideas that will blow your socks off. Hey, have you got any unusual hobbies? Some people get up to all sorts of strange things in their spare time. Some people puff up their poodle's hair and stick bows on their head and take them to dog shows. Some people hunt ghosts with bleeping, blooping machines. Some people collect stamps and glue them into photo albums to show their friends, who often find it secretly quite boring. There are all sorts of weird and wonderful things you can do in your spare time, and having a hobby makes your life so much more fun. So you should definitely find yours and stick to it, whether it's as normal as playing football or as unusual as playing Quidditch with a pretend broomstick. The girl in today's adventure has her own hobby that takes her all the way to Brazil. Unfortunately, there's a villain on her trail who wants to wreak havoc and ruin her fun forever. Let's go meet her now. I think you'll like her. Hop on your Quidditch brooms and away we go! Do you know what Hannah Sparrow's favourite thing to do is? Go on, take a wild guess. Well, some of her friends like football, and some of them like tennis. Others like painting their nails in intricate patterns. And then there are those who like playing the piano, like me in fact. Hannah Sparrow has lots of friends who do lots of different things. But they all think she's a little bit odd if truth be told, but they love her for it. Because whenever any of them ask if she's around at the weekend to go to the movies or visit their homes for a sleepover, she very politely says no and that she'll be twitching with her father this weekend instead. Since none of her friends know what this means, and they're all equally as polite as Hannah Sparrow, they never dare to ask what twitching is. They just say, oh, that sounds great, have fun, and leave it at that. Sometimes Hannah sort of wishes they would ask, but usually she's happy that they don't. Having secrets can be fun, and people who twitch often have a lot of secrets. Yes. Hannah is a twitcher. That means she's a birdwatcher. She heads out with her father to search for the most exotic and beautiful birds, ones that most people aren't lucky enough to ever lay their eyes on. Hannah's mother sighed when she realized she had a second twitcher on her hands. Uh, Listen, darling, she said to her husband one day, when Hannah was only three and heading out for her first proper twitch. Oh, I can just about cope with losing you for days on end to a bit of twitching, but my daughter too? Hannah's father smiled and laughed. It's in her blood, he said, smiling at his wife and giving her a quick kiss on the cheek. Ready, Hannah? He called as he headed out of the door, and a teeny tiny Hannah had toddled off after him, 
her Winnie the Pooh backpack stuffed with sandwiches and a water bottle, a notebook and a pencil, and around her neck hung her very own miniature binoculars. What are we going to find today, Daddy? She asked, holding up a sheet of paper to him. He had skimmed over the images and finally pointed to one. Hannah checked the picture. She gasped. It's so beautiful, she whispered, tracing her fingers around the edges, learning every line and all the colours of the bird so she would be sure to know it as soon as she saw it. What's it called? she asked. That's the lilac-breasted roller, Daddy said. An absolute stunner. He helped her into the waiting jeep, jumped into the front seat, and together they sped off in search of one of the world's most beautiful birds. Because that is what twitchers do all over the world. They spend their time looking for the most beautiful and the biggest and the smallest and the rarest and the loudest and the shyest of birds. And each and every one gets photographed and remembered and written about in their little books. The bird that they're looking for, the lilac-breasted roller, isn't actually very rare at all and is in fact quite easy to see. If you spend any time at all in the southern countries of Africa, you'll be sure to see one. They're smallish birds, but with a mass of almost impossible colours carefully pieced together on their feathers. They have turquoise feathers and royal blue feathers, dusty brown feathers and white feathers too. Orange feathers brush the sides of their face, and a small black beak points out beneath their small black eyes. And, of course, they're finished off with a glorious dash of lilac feathers on their front. They come from a family of birds called rollers, because you'll often see them twisting and turning and somersaulting in gorgeous, tumbling sweeps of colour through the sky. Hannah felt terribly important, gripping her pencil firmly between her forefinger and thumb and pressing it hard to make a tick next to the picture of the lilac-breasted roller, something she was only allowed to do after she'd seen one. But that was many years ago now, and Hannah and her father have travelled all around the world looking for birds of all shapes and sizes. Her mother often goes with them too, but she stays behind while they go off searching for the birds. She makes them sandwiches and fills their flasks with tea, and makes sure their socks are dried off when they've been standing around in puddles for hours. They know a lot of other people who do the same thing, and they're also called twitchers. They meet in the strangest of places sometimes, hiding behind tree stumps in the middle of forests, or dressed up to look like a boulder on a beach. Whatever it takes so the birds don't get frightened and fly away too soon. Twitchers are a friendly and caring bunch of people, who are all just looking for the beauty in the world. While Hannah and her father and thousands of other people around the world are busy looking for birds, just so that they can have the satisfaction of seeing them, other people are looking for the birds for quite different reasons. They want to capture the birds and put them in cages, charging people a fortune to see them. These people will risk their lives going to the tops of trees or climbing on the craggiest of cliffs, looking for bird eggs tucked away in nests in places that are supposed to be unreachable. These people are everything that twitchers are not. And one of these people is headed to Brazil, hoping to get their hands on the last of the blue-eyed ground doves in the world. Hardly any have been seen for years, and as more people cut down trees in the Amazon forest, there are less and less places for the birds to live. This man is known to all twitchers as El Ladron, the Snatcher. El Ladron wears a long coat, 
that looks like a cloak and swooshes around the world almost unseen. Nobody knows where he'll strike next. Nobody knows where he takes the birds he captures. All they know is El Ladron must be stopped before all the birds disappear. As it happens, El Ladron steps onto the plane headed for Brazil. So do Hannah and her father and mother. And it just so happens they sit in the road just behind him on the aeroplane, and El Ladron listens in on their conversation. Look, Mummy, it has these beautiful purple speckles on its wings. Can you see? says Hannah, holding out a picture to her mother. Her mother nods. She just sees a pretty bird if she's been honest, but she knows this is important to Hannah. And look at the male one, continues Hannah. Its face and chest are almost red sometimes, with bits of purple threaded into some of its feathers. Did you know it was lost for years and years? The last time someone saw it was in 2015, though. We don't even know if there are any left now. El Ladron shifted in his seat. This little girl knows her stuff, he thought to himself. Maybe this little girl could lead him straight to the bird, and he didn't need to bother putting any effort in at all. Hannah happily chatted away for a few hours, talking about the kinds of places where they would look for the bird. She knew that it would be near fresh water, and that it rarely flies, and she could mimic the sound it makes absolutely perfectly. The blue-eyed ground dove sounds almost as if it's purring. When the plane landed in Brazil, its wheels bumping merrily along the tarmac, before screeching to a halt just before a line of palm trees, El Ladron made sure he exited the plane just behind Hannah and her parents. He walked slowly behind them, finding excuses to pause and look in his pockets any time they stopped to look at something. And he stood behind them at the luggage carousel as they all waited for their suitcases to arrive. Hannah's little suitcase appeared, covered, of course, in stickers of peacocks. And then her mother's and her father's were close behind, and the trio made a colourful dash toward the door. El Adron glanced desperately at the carousel looking for his case, eventually deciding he had to abandon it if he was going to keep up with that little girl. He groaned as he thought of all the expensive equipment he had in that suitcase that was still somewhere in the basement of the airport probably, waiting to be loaded onto the carousel. But he dashed off after the family. The stuff could be replaced after all. This family and their brains for the birds could not. Hannah and her father set off early the next morning, heading deep into the rainforest with their pile of equipment. She almost skipped her way through the thick jungle, leaping over the huge roots and waving to the parrots as they hurried past on their way to a clearing. El Ladron followed as closely as he could, but Hannah seemed to be alert to every rustle in the forest, every sound around them, so instead he had to use all his skills to track them. He looked for their shoe tracks left in the soft mud, and for places where the leaves were crushed and twisted, and he arrived at the clearing just a few minutes after Hannah and her father. On the far side of the clearing, Hannah held a fern in front of her face, trying to blend into the background. El Adron almost snorted with laughter to see the little girl's poor attempts. She might know the facts about the bird, he thought to himself, but she knew nothing of how to find them. Not really. He settled himself inside his dark cloak, blending into a base of a large tree and preparing himself for a long wait. As the sun started to rise in the sky, its hot beams tore their way through the jungle canopy. The air was thick and hot, and it was harder and harder to breathe. El Adron closed his eyes and leaned back against the tree. 
keeping his ears open for the unmistakable sound of the blue-eyed ground dove. And suddenly, there it was, a soft purring coming from just a few yards away. Eladron quickly sat up straight. He glanced across the clearing where Hannah had hidden, but she was nowhere to be seen. Ha, he muttered to himself. They gave up too soon. I knew it, I knew it. The soft purring sounded again, and a few leaves rustled with promise. Eladron crept slowly forwards, his eyes fixed on where the leaves had moved. He felt the hair on the back of his neck stand up. The bird was here, he was sure of it. Just another few inches to crawl, just reach out with his hand and he would be there. There was a loud crack and a rush of air, and at the same time two shrieks came charging out of the clearing, causing the parrots to rise squawking high into the sky. One of the shrieks sounded terrified, and the other sounded delighted. Got him! cheered Hannah, laughing at El Ladron, who was hanging upside down in a net. El Ladron eventually stopped screaming and swinging, and focused on the little girl. You! he shouted. Just wait till I get my hands on you! He wrestled around in the net, but just became more and more stuck. Hannah and her father laughed and laughed to watch him get so wound up. You think I didn't see you following us? roared Hannah. You think I, who has spent my whole life looking for the tiniest signs of birds and feathers and beaks and wings, wouldn't notice a fully grown man in a huge black cape following me? Eladron rolled his eyes. What an idiot he'd been. What an absolute idiot. Twenty years he'd spent being a perfectly good criminal, stealing birds and eggs from all over the world. And here he was, tied up in a net, all because of a little girl. He was still shaking his fist at her as the police carried him away. Come on, Hannah, let's get home, said her father. He turned to leave and smiled to himself as he heard the soft purring once more. Come on, enough of that, Hannah. Time to go before it gets dark. But I'm not doing anything, whispered Hannah. I swear. Her father stopped and turned, looking at his daughter. Seeing her lips were perfectly still, yet the soft purse still came from the leaves nearby. A little head bobbed out from behind a plant, and a wing speckled with bright purple dots brushed against Hannah's foot. The blue-eyed ground dove stayed for a moment, purring his thanks, before scuttling off into the undergrowth. We'll never tell anyone, said Hannah softly. He can be our secret. So maybe the bird has been seen again. Or maybe it hasn't. Maybe some secrets are worth keeping. Phew, now that one may be nervous for little Hannah Sparrow. Thank goodness she's as smart and strategic as a secret agent. Otherwise she'd be toast. And so would that little bird. Have you guys ever seen any cool wildlife? Maybe a badger or a rabbit or a duck-billed platypus? I'd love to know. Let me know your answers. Or silly stories, random thoughts and funny jokes via the link in the show notes. And as always, let's end on a laugh. How does a bird with a broken wing manage to land safely? With its parachute. Here's another. Why did the little bird get into trouble at school? Because he was caught tweeting on a test. And how do crows stick together in a flock? With Velcro, of course. 
And finally, my finest bird joke. Why couldn't anyone see the bird? Because it was in disguise. Haha, <laughs> get it? Disguise. Disguise? <laughs> well, that's it for today, Koala Kids. See you next time. Keep on shining. Shine.